Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, design family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast, where we take bite-sized episodes of the Fit Design content you love and break them down for you into easy-to-understand pieces. On today's FitBite, we'll be looking at the hidden costs that you need to be aware of as a fashion brand. These costs can creep up on you and can desperately eat into your bottom line. You, as a fashion brand, need a profit in order to keep pushing forward. So on this episode, we'll identify how to call out these hidden costs and how to avoid them. Money disappearing from your account can be a huge problem for any small business, especially when your accounting structure is not as sophisticated or developed as that of larger businesses. You can find these costs running away from you and desperately eating into your bottom line. So we'll look at how you can identify these less than obvious hidden costs and how you can prepare yourself for alternatives as a small brand starting off. And number one, chargebacks. This is the bane of any business or apparel brand starting off. A chargeback is essentially when a customer makes a successful purchase on your website and then they will go and issue a chargeback with their credit card company either before they've received the goods or even after they've received the goods and essentially the credit card company will automatically refund that payment back into their account and you will be on the hook for one that lost payment two a potential of loss of product and three even chargeback fees that can be incurred so you're essentially losing from all rounds this can be quite frustrating because nine times out of 10, the credit card company is going to side with the customer on this. This is essentially how they keep their business. You're the one on the hook and it can be quite frustrating. So what are some ways to avoid chargebacks? Well, there's no foolproof way to avoid chargebacks. If someone wants to take advantage of this, they're going to take advantage of this and ultimately that loss is on them. If they're doing it for the wrong reasons, they could essentially be prosecuted for this down the line. But Let's focus on the main task. How do you avoid chargebacks? Well, number one, sign up with a reputable payment processor. Some of these processors like Stripe will do their absolute best to track fraudulent or let's just say scammy payments and try to avoid that going through all together. So that will protect you from people who are intentionally going to cause you harm. Well, what about the people who are not causing you harm? People who are genuinely issuing a chargeback. You may want to look at your product. What are the issues? Is it the sizing fit? Is a misrepresentation of the goods being sold? Try to monitor your sales and see what the percentage of your chargebacks are. If you have a product that's getting charged back a great amount of times, you may want to pull that product off of your website because you are paying for those shipping fees. You are paying for that product ultimately only to have it being charged back and maybe even being charged a chargeback fee. So. Make sure to monitor your sales. Make sure to sign up with a reputable payment processor that can help you eliminate or avoid fraudulent payments. And number two, and this is something that can definitely affect small, medium, and even large businesses. You need to clear your debt stock. Well, what's debt stock? Debt stock is products that you have zero to no intentions of selling. This is product that you've forgotten about or no longer fits your product portfolio or has done poorly and really isn't your focus anymore. Keeping these products around in your warehouse, wherever that may be, is costing you more than the potential profits that you could earn from that product. 
Also bear in mind that not only are you storing these products and wasting space, but the space that you're spending can actually be used for products that may bring you a profit that is tenfold the amount of what you're actually saving by keeping that product. So actually monitor your products and make sure that you're clearing out any dead stock as soon as it arrives because it's just not worth keeping it around and it can be much more of a headache than the money you save by not discarding that good. Number three, and this is a very important one. This is one that I've personally fallen into the trap of and it has to do with your shipping terms. Pay close attention to the shipping terms represented on your quotations and your invoices. Logistics can be extremely costly. There can be costs that you can't even wrap your head around and they do fluctuate between the times of the year. So do pay attention to those. For example, you receive a quotation for $10 per unit for a t-shirt. You may think that that's how much my t-shirt cost me, but this most likely does not take into account any additional logistics, customs, duties, or taxes, or even clearance fees that that product may incur. So look at these shipping terms that are represented on that quotation. For example, most quotations are going to have an FOB shipping term. This is going to be very important. This is essentially just the cost of the goods done and loaded into boxes ready to be shipped out from the factory, wherever that may be. This is not the cost of goods delivered to the port. This is not even the cost of the goods delivered to your port. This is just the raw cost of the goods. You need to look at the shipping terms accurately. Are they FOB? Are they DDP? Are they DAP? All of these shipping terms will heavily impact the final cost of goods sold. So do look at it. We've done a separate video in the past that I highly recommend you check out. It's a great one where we run through all of the key shipping terms you need to know. But runaway shipping costs are the fastest way that you're going to eat into your profit margins and essentially the fastest way that you're going to incur losses on the goods that you're going to sell. Number four, you need to pay close attention to your slow paying customers. This is especially applicable if you're a fashion brand that sells to wholesalers or to retailers like department stores and your payment terms are things like net 15, net 30, and you're expecting payments after delivery of goods. This can definitely cause a cash flow issue. We've done a separate video on cash flow that I highly recommend you check out. A customer's payment has not been made until it hits your bank account, so do bear that in mind. Any wire transfer receipts or anything that has been sent to indicate payment is not a real payment until it's cash on hand, either through a bank account or physically. So do bear that in mind. If you want us to do a video in the future where we go through techniques on how to handle slow paying customers, let us know in the comments below and we'll get right to it. Number five, beware of the interest charged onto late payment fees. So contrary to number four, where you're dealing with late paying customers, maybe you're the late paying customer. Beware of these charges that you can be dealt by your suppliers. Pay close attention to the payment terms, net 15, net 30, and always pay on time. You'll want to avoid the interest charged by late payments. This is essential because these payments can rack up fast and they range between 1.5% of the total invoice value monthly for every month you're late, that can rack up to 18% a year. You definitely don't wanna be caught on that end. Make sure that you're building up good rapport with your, with your suppliers because you may even want them for credit terms. This is something we covered in our cash flow video that I highly recommend you check out. And number six, make sure to control your reductions and discounts. Though offering discounts can be a great way to generate profit, you need to accurately analyze and track how and when you're using these discounts. On the one hand, if you offer discounts too often, customers may become acclimated to your discounted price and 
it may be very tough for you to charge full price for that. Number two, if you're offering too much of a reduction or a discount, that can actually cheapen your product and can get people off of it. Number three, and this is very important, if you're offering your discounts haphazardly, aka you don't know what your profit margins are and your discounts end up eating into your profit margins, you may end up making a loss on each good sold, especially when you tack on those additional fees like your charges, your chargeback rates, and even your shipping fees. So do pay attention to that. One thing to bear in mind, we talked about chargebacks. You can actually avoid full-on chargebacks on simple mistakes like incorrect hangers, taggings, or even a shortage of orders for your customers by offering reductions or discounts on the goods sold. So as opposed to offering a full refund, that is what a chargeback is, you can offer a partial discount. And this can keep the sale and can actually show your customers that you're willing to resolve an issue once it arises. Number seven, if you're a brand selling to retail stores, make sure to check the credit history for new clients, especially if you haven't done business with them before. This is extremely advisable when you're dealing with someone new because you don't have the history or the rapport built up with them. Yes, you may want to generate a credit report or to look at any past complaints that have been made against this company and that may cost you an upfront fee, but it is well worth it in the long run, especially if the deals you're planning on putting through are large. If you're still in doubt, even after issuing a credit report, make sure to either ask for a deposit or cash on delivery if possible. Number eight, beware of bad or bouncing checks. If you get paid by check, which is becoming less and less common these days, but let's just say you do get paid by check, do be extremely careful of bad or bouncing checks. This means that there's not enough money in the check writer's account to pay you, and that won't go through. Make sure number one is that you check with the payment or the person who paid you. There can be different types of bounce checks, so make sure to check with them beforehand if they can offer you a solution or an update on this. Well, that's a wrap guys. That's been the hidden costs that you need to be aware of as a fashion brand. We hope you've enjoyed this FitBite. If you have, please consider leaving us a review below and letting us know how we did. If you guys want to see more topics like this in the future, let us know as well. We really enjoy hearing from you guys. And until next FitBite, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.